Hi, welcome to By Design. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. We wanted to send you to our website. It's bydesignpodcast.com. You can find links to our show notes and designy things and a lot of good stuff over at our website. So um, go there. Yes. So today we have a lot of things going on. It's, I feel like it's a very busy time of year. It's spring, which means like, it's like now officially spring, which is nice, mm-hmm. but like new season and new growth and new things happening and, you know, a lot of change and um, just stuff going on, like soccer starting up again for us and uh, all that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of crazy because it's still so cold and I'm needing the warmth and the sun. And so part of me is like, I'm excited that spring's here and I'm also feeling like, okay, no, slow down. Like mm-hmm. it's all, it's like speeding past. And like, this is my last time Like my son, our oldest, he's going into high school next year. Like, this is the last season mm-hmm. for him being in like middle school. And it's just Aww. like hitting. It's like, oh my gosh, there's like time is flying by. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I know. So anyways, but like just feeling like I feel hurried. Mm-hmm. Like I have this like hurried, anxious, like mm. um, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. And part of it's true. I have a lot to do, but <laughs> why? Like I hate that hurried soul feeling. Mm. So that's what's happening over here at the Felsman mm. camp. Yeah. And you want to slow down and take all those moments. I, in, I love girl. the spring, you know, I love the new things and I want to spend time and actually notice things. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like pay attention. Like I love that Shada Martin when she does like the art of paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, like trying to tell my kids to do that, like to pay attention to the people that are in the room, pay attention to the, the people that look like they're struggling or, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to miss stuff just in being self-focused in the things I have to get done, missing out on, the opportunities yeah. around me, you know? So the, pre- the pressure of getting things done sometimes when you're on a, on a tight schedule and you have a lot ahead of you the next day and it's full, you, you forget to um, appreciate the moment you're in. Right. Like, even though we have lots of things to get done, we have to take a deep breath yes. in and out. It's multiple times sometimes <laughs> in your nose, over, out your mouth. You have to, right. But for real, know that God is here with us in, in the busy too. And that we have to find ways to bring him glory and see his goodness right now. Right. Like, it's funny, Kurt and I keep saying, like, next month will be calmer. Like, we've been saying that now for Mm -hmm. I don't know how many years. Like, next month we'll have some downtime. Next Mm -hmm. month we'll catch our breath. And it just, next month never comes. So we just need to be better better at managing stuff. But it's just crazy. I also think of like, I have a friend that I met for lunch last week and her son's a senior, you know, he's heading off to college and doing all those things. And she was just saying how she blinked and there was things she wanted to do because this being his senior year and she never got done. And Mm. I, I can totally understand that now. Like Mm -hmm. I remember when my kids were little thinking, okay, your kids are all in school. How do you not have time to do these things? And and now I've blinked and my baby is going to high school. So I get that all of a sudden you blink and they're going to college. Like I, I get how quickly that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then the, then that, that urgency of there's so much we need to teach you still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it made me actually crack open my uh, Kristen Welch. We are that family. You know, oh. we, She was a guest uh, before on our show, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. That book is just mm-hmm. so great. But she has a new one coming out. Remember she told oh. us when she was on the podcast, she was working on a new one. And I just got an email about the pre-order and everything for her new book, like cool. Raising World Changers, which I'm like, oh, I, I love. I think I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm really excited about that. I put it in my basket. Mm. 
hoping cool. that it'll get emptied and you know just just to be like get that book and get you know because she's talking about like the older kids on the other end of it just to get that perspective so mm. that's one great thing that i am looking forward to reading yeah, about how to good. do this life better i think you also need to um read simply tuesday or again or you need to just hop on emily freeman's website and read something about getting room for your soul to breathe like that's what she talks about i love that and i know that you have so much circling right now in ministry and in life and right you know you you have to be intentional about um not running through running too fast and and the crazy thing is, is like now like a lot of things have been piling on like with home and work and um, I love what I get to do, but it's funny, like you realize that so quickly your, your focus can get shifted into um, performance as mm-hmm. opposed to just being present, you know, like you can, I just want to get it done because I'm that type of a person to let's just get it done, put your head down, work hard, get it over with. And you lose, like, like I'm so driven that way that I realize I can, it makes me more short with my words and my tone and it, it comes out in every other way of my life with my mm-hmm. husband and my kids and my friends and my family. Like Right, yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying. Like you want to get through this season. You want to get the next thing done. You want to get past this weekend. You want right. to get to the other side of the fence. But like you have to remember like this journey, this day, yes. this struggle you you gotta find a way to yeah just be there and not stuff it you know and also not stuff the hard things the things you don't want to go to because i've learned they come back up you know it's something else so one of the things that uh both that you and i have listened to this i'm going to look it up on my phone so i have the right words but um we we like to listen to podcasts and we always end up over at the village church because um i love the village church really encourage us but i was listening to the power of song it's oh it's not i love that one one of the sermons that matt chandler does and it just talks about the power of singing in our lives and how um i don't know it transforms us it it can transform a day it can transform um a desert a a trial when the people of god are struggling when they sing something happens amen in our souls and our bodies and we were created to worship like that's we were made for it and it's um, if you're looking for magic, sing a song. Together. Yeah, I, I I've been studying these things as I I am so interested in creation and how God made us and the physical spiritual aspects of this world. So, um, I I was watching this video actually on Facebook or something, and it was um how old people, like it was people with um, dementia or they maybe they not dementia they had um like a a type of uh, um is it. They like they they can't move their body. Parkinson's like oh. Parkinson's people like that. You know, it, it affects the way that they move and stuff. You know, so they, this is why we're not doctors. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, it's really interesting though how they're um, the therapists and the people that work through them are yeah. like moving these people on in their walkers and it, they're like timing them from one side of the room to the next and how they're struggling. But when they turn music on, uh, how more fluid their movement oh, yeah. is and how there's something that happens in inside a person when they hear music. And I oh, and yeah. for me, I I don't see just see the the therapy in it and um you know i see god oh yeah and so and and when i listen to this uh the power of song message by matt chandler it was great it's beautiful but it makes me see you lynn and i and and in this moment in this day like you need to have some music on in this house absolutely so you can remember thankfully we are a musical house so it's been so great like actually kurt last night while i was just i'm trying to think we were getting supper and the kids were on like 
just around. We Kurt will put on. It's just great. Like we have worship or whatever, but we Bethel um, Bethel Church in Reading. They have like instrumental mm. um, albums, and it's just it's they're awesome just mm-hmm. to have on it's just so and it's like worship right it's worship it's total worship and mm-hmm. i that has just been bomb to the soul but seriously it look really it up is. look it up and listen to some of that it's just so peaceful mm-hmm. and calming right. just as background it gets my house clean yeah it, it does something it helps you us. so anyway matt chandler can shed some light on that seriously for us all over there but anyway just trying to encourage but you'll you. only be able to get there if you go to our website by design uh, you go there and then you'll be able to see that we'll have actually the episode there yeah. for you to see yep. mm-hmm. so um you were reading we were talking a little bit before on a prior episode um about where, what God sees when he sees you, you know, yeah. and, you know, it's made me go back to the books of Samuel and, uh, which is in the old Testament and to mm-hmm. read that kind of story, mm-hmm. um, again, and there's so many stories in the books of Samuel. It's not just about Samuel, but, um, yeah. oh my gosh, I barely got through, like I was crying by the time I got to like, mm-hmm. so the first book of Samuel, by the time I got to like the third chapter, fourth chapter, like yeah. just right in the very beginning and, and just mm-hmm. reading what's happening with God's yeah. people. Mm-hmm. I just find it, and it's like, it's funny. So Samuel, his mom was Hannah and she was barren. She couldn't have kids. Right. And so she like begged God for a baby. And mm-hmm. she said that if I have him, I'll, I'll, I'll let him live in the house of the Lord, you know, all the days of his life type of mm-hmm. thing. And God heard a prayer and uh, she kept her promise. When he was weaned, she took him back to the temple in Shiloh, you know, left him with Eli, the priest mm-hmm. there. And because she was faithful um, to her promise to God, God just blessed her with many other children too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Samuel was raised in the temple under Eli's teaching. But Eli, or like Samuel was different. He mm-hmm. really believed in God and he really um, believed he was true, right? Mm-hmm. And Eli, his sons, did not follow God the way that Samuel did, even though they were kind of raised like brothers, right? They would have mm-hmm. been raised under the same teaching. Um, they rebelled and they made a mockery of God's house and the sacrifice and the things that God had said, no, this is not what we do and um just the way that eli protected his sons in sin you know yeah he never dealt with it he never he made excuses for his kids let's read that let's read that portion of scripture real quick coming back yeah yeah the thing about it's just, it's a little bit of a story of god's judgment and consequences right against a father who um lets his son live continue to live in sin right it never it makes excuses for it and never yeah. tells him stop it you're defiling god's mm-hmm. house in his promises like you're because that's the easy thing to do mm-hmm. right? right that's that's choosing comfort over courage and you know how easy is it for us to do that even with ourselves like we mm-hmm. give ourselves permission to do things that we know is wrong because that's the easy thing to do it could be as simple mm-hmm. as eating too much to actually treating people badly, you know, or making really bad decisions mm-hmm. um, to how we raise our kids, to how we are a friend, you know, and uh, how we love people. Mm-hmm. And it's really not loving by letting people just do what they want because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like watching people um, spiral into darkness is not okay. 
not if we're in the light you know we have to be willing to drag the darkness into the light and it is so painful and so hard right um so here's this little bit in first samuel um chapter three um this is right after um like the word of the lord was revealed to samuel i remember when he was like sleeping and he was hearing the voice of god um so uh, then the lord came and stood there calling as at the other time samuel samuel and samuel said Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said After to Samuel, Eli told him to do that, though, I love that he heard him, mm-hmm. and he got up and ran into Eli's room like twice. He was like, did you call me? He's yeah. like, no, go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally he said, if he does it again, you say, speak, because mm-hmm. I'm listening. Like, he taught Samuel. He was a good man, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't deal with his own kids. Right. Yep. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle. At that time... I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contemptible, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Ouch. Yeah. That gave me like goosebumps to to read like how serious that is. Like he would never receive a sacrifice again mm-hmm. on behalf of his family. Mm-hmm. Like we want to gloss over the fact that, that God is just love, 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 and we want to gloss over the fact that he calls its consequence to sin. Like it's there, are, there is consequences that not that we have to be scared, but we need to have a holy fear of like righteousness, you know, we need right. to see it for what it is. It comes back to that um repentant life right we we always have to be drawing the dark places out of ourselves and be willing to call it out in the people around us um not being judgy but out of love with a heart of love you know because we love our people Mm -hmm. we don't want to see you hurting yourself and and like and being far from god like that's just not our hearts Mm -hmm. for you yes absolutely um Uh, and isn't there like a proverb that's like better uh better wounds from a friend Mm. than like lies from an enemy type of thing like better like words spoken wounds from a friend can be trusted or something yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i can't think of it like as much as that stings none of us want to see our own sin you know none Mm -hmm. of us want to like that that sucks but it's better to know truth and be loved in a way that has eternal you know it's funny how like when we hear I think that so often in the church, and, may, and maybe it, 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 for me it comes from my background and the church that I was um, the first went to, I think a lot of us, uh, I know you too, it, it was um, maybe more legalistic or... A little bit more fundamental. Yeah, but the thing about God's um, justice and his, like, when he, there are consequences like this for sin, right. but God's heart, it, it isn't about punishment for no. God. It's about restoring. Yeah. And so that's the thing. Whenever we run into, whenever we bump into just, justice and, and, um, you know, circumstances for sin, it's because God wants to restore, restore and reconcile Amen. Yep. and bring us back around to the truth. So that's why he doesn't leave us that's there. That's the whole point though, right? Like, that's why he, that's, that's, the gospel. Why, that's why Jesus was there to restore us to him. You know, like, that's why God had that, pl- has a plan. Like he had mm-hmm. a way for all of us, you know, with Jesus and the fact that he longs for us to be restored yeah. to him, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why he, right. And, he gave his son on the cross. Like that would have, oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we have to be willing to discipline our children, right? Yeah. So it doesn't get to the point where um, God won't even take 
won't even see our sacrifices, won't even see our, you know, and, and it's not because um, he's done with us. No. It's because he knows our hearts and we've gotten too far away from him. And the way, it says in the New Testament, like the, the way is narrow. It is. You know, it's not a wide road. And so that's where, yes, yes, we have a God that is just mm-hmm. and there are consequences and he will act swiftly, but he does not do so without us. We know we've been given every opportunity to yeah. be, and God knows our hearts above yes. all. He know He knows where we are, where we stand before Him, and so um, Eli. It just it looks like he wasn't willing to um, face his sons or make them stand for what's right or lead them. You know, yeah. And you know how I, I get it. I get that ease is. No one wants to have those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. No one wants to make enemies out of your kids. You know. But like, it's the heart of it, though, right? Like, if you're, yeah. it's such a multifaceted thing where if you're just, if you're loving God and you're wanting to walk mm-hmm. in his ways, then um, you'll have those conversations. Like, mm-hmm. it just n- naturally will flow out, even if it's hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, as I've been reading about Samuel um, and studying about him, you know, he was one of, he was the last judge, right? Yeah. He was kind of a, a prophet yeah. and a judge. So he, it's interesting as you if you want to go back and read the story about um, Samuel and yeah, and I love like it, Hannah, his mom, like when she does the prayer, you know, in the beginning part, like she she talks about how there's going to be a king to come, you know, like how Samuel was part of choosing the first king, you know, the Israelites were were whining and wanting a king, wanting a king, wanting a monarchy, and and so God said, okay, you want one, here you go. And just the way he used Samuel through all of that and his life and then to who Samuel, um, we knew who was going to be anointed king. It was going to be David, but until like we knew there was going to be Saul. We knew right, that there Saul, was a Saul. There was the first king. The right. first king was Saul. Um, well, I wanted to hit on one other thing and I haven't, I haven't looked at this part a whole lot, um, but since you were talking, talking about um, Eli and his sons and that harsh consequence... Uh, that you know, God had to um, right carry carry out. Yeah. Uh, when you when I was reading about Samuel, like one of the reasons, you know, his sons weren't going to go on and be judges either because right. they weren't following the Lord. And like that's one of the things that people are kind of grumbling about and calling out. Well, even your own kids aren't. You know, since that that was their justification for wanting a king. One of the one of the reasons, like even your own sons aren't following the Lord. So give us a king. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. 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 So I just think about but this was man. Samuel willing to have those conversations? Right. Yeah. I, I'm sure maybe he did. Right. You know, maybe he um, he did the right thing because he had a heart after God. Right. Right. He was he. I believe that he probably was doing those things, but his son still didn't follow the Lord. But it's just an interesting dynamic to see. Right. He was there, like right when he was first called. He he got to see a man who didn't stand for those things. So I bet you he was doing the right things, but his kids still didn't follow the Lord. And that, and that's the difference. It doesn't mean if your kids are right or not that, that you have to have right. these perfect kids to serve God. That's not what we're saying at all. It's the fact that our hearts need to be. We need um, to be continually pursuing justice and the and right love things. and and love is justice. You right. know, like in, right. That's why we show our kids the right way, and we hold them accountable because we love them. Yes. And that, that's one of the things that we had, you and I, have talked about privately recently. Is that God's 
Like there is no justice apart from love. So yes. that's the thing that we, we, we look at and we think of God's judgment and our sin and, you know, just the consequences of sin and death. And, you know, we get mad at people for their sin. And But actually God's judgment and his sin, or not his sin, his um, hate for sin, all those things come from a place of love. Yeah. Like you can't forget that because if you think about your kids um, that you, you know, your own children, um, the reason that you want them to do right and you want them to make good choices, it, it comes from a place of deep love and protection right? for them. Like when they want to run into the road, you grab them and you get like, no, you cannot do that. Right. And it's not because you're you're angry and you want them to just behave. It's because you don't want them to get hurt. You know that right. if they go that way, they could get hurt and it could be a lot worse for them. Right. That's why we don't want our kids... Um, like being sexually active when they're young. Do you think it's it's all about just obeying God and and not you know having sex before marriage? And no, like you you want good things for your kids. You don't want them to to enter into things before they're emotionally ready. Like you don't. It's not so much about the obedience of the perfect obedience and not sinning, but it's it comes from a place of love. Like you want them to do and the, the right baggage things. that will come if they. Right. You know that's harmful for them. Yeah, it's out of love, and it'll be better for you to do it God's way. Right. And so, but th- that's the cool thing. Like when you, when you look at the Bible as a whole and you see sin and death and the curse, like God's love is always right mm. there. Like it's, uh, he's working the story out for the good of people. You yeah. cannot forget that. Like God's oh, yeah. justice is always accompanied by his love. And he you can't, never you can't do it right without it. You can't have perfect justice. You can't hold someone accountable for sin. You can't do any of that if the love isn't there. Right. Like they, and you also can't show love without having justice. Exactly. It's this crazy dynamic that we have a hard time reconciling, but it's only God can do it right. right. But we have to, like, we're Lean called to try that. to, right? Yeah. To do those things. So, like, when someone falls in your church and is struggling or there's sin or something has to be dealt with, um, the reason that you care to make those steps and do those things is for restoration. Yeah. Like, our hearts Absolutely. have to be, not just to call out the sin or the problem or the ugliness, but... So that they can be restored. So that they can be restored. Absolutely. That's our, that should be the heart. Amen. So, anyway, it's just interesting to think of what life was like for Samuel with his own son and sons and then having these people. One of the other things I was reading about in this time is like this, um, this whole generation of people, these people that are growing up and not following the Lord, it's kind of time for God to intervene again because they're the children that weren't there during the parting of the sea or like the desert. Like they, they were born maybe after that time or in that time so they didn't actually exp- see the miracles they the didn't same. experience the deliverance of god themselves so they don't they don't believe in him they're not following him it's, it's just stories to them it's yeah. not real and it's funny because i i think about that and i remember being a kid and struggling with the whole fact that god seems angry you know god just seems angry and he seems like he'll just go in and wipe out a nation if they're not doing what he wants right like that's how it was kind of like that's what mm-hmm. i got from the teaching of the way right mm-hmm. so which is just so wrong. Like I remember, like I was just like recently last year reading, um, studying the book of Joshua, and just how, like you know, we were talking about this earlier, the fact that, you know, when God told them to go and sack Jer- Jericho. Um, they marched around that place seven, seven times. Like mm-hmm. this was not just all of a sudden, boom, they were there. Mm-hmm. There was all that time, mm-hmm. and then He told them, "Do not take anything. Don't take anything." And Joshua told them, "Don't take." anything well of course there's always that one guy and he took some gold Mm -hmm. and he buried it under his tent and 
Joshua pleaded with God, like, you know, let's, mm -hmm. let's take care of this, you know, and uh, when God said, yeah, we're taking care of this because this is disobedience. Okay, think of how many thousands of people would have been in that camp from the Israelite camp, okay, outside of Jer Jericho. There would have been thousands and thousands of people from all the tribes. And the fact that when they went to, when Joshua went to the people and he said, somebody took something that they shouldn't have mm -hmm. after I told you not to. Like, isn't this every mother? Like, yeah. I told you not to and you did it. And then the time for like them going through the tribes, like when they cast the lots and when it finally came down to that one dude, like he had so much time. He must've been sweating. He had, <laughs> he had time, days. It would have taken weeks probably to go through all of it to get right to get restored, to be humbled and to say it was me and he never chose it. So yes, it does seem like awful when God just swallows him up and his family and his tent mm -hmm. and all of his stuff, you know, but there were so many, there were so many opportunities for him to get it right. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny, like for me to realize that, like it was not just this swift, like, yes, God does act swiftly when he's decided. It looks awfully swift, right? It looks swift to us because it's like, but, you know, yep. but realizing like I would have taken time and mm -hmm. we know when we've done something wrong, <laughs> we have that prickly sense that this, that was wrong. I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Um, I get that one a lot. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that or um, that was wrong. I shouldn't have acted that way or yeah. so, you know, like, yes, God was just, conviction. but there was love, <laughs> like there was opportunity in time. So like, that's where I, I don't want to miss that either. How easily I could get so caught up doing my busy, good things and, and miss the opportunities for me to to see God in hmm. in little things and to lay down things that I shouldn't be carrying and all hmm. of that. Sorry, that was like a long little ramble rabbit no, trail. I, I can see that whole story happening. It's good truth. Yeah. Well, I just feel like the same with Eli's sons. Like he, he, they lived there for how many years? Hmm. They were older. It was not like there were five year olds playing in the sand, throwing sand in each other's eyes, <laughs> and God was like, "Enough of that!" Like you know, like we they knew better, right? Uh, and their father didn't stand for truth. Um, I've had my own like personal little situation here lately where there's been something, um, a relationship that I have with someone in my family and um, I have never wanted to call the darkness into light. Mm -hmm. I have danced around or like carefully tiptoed around the dark edges of this big hole, mm -hmm. but I've never spoken truth out loud because I didn't want to, um, well, I guess that's not true because there have been moments in time where I have I have spoken scripture and um, you know it shared a bit of truth, but it was always from like when I said those things, I knew that um, I wasn't going to be going into a deep dark conversation okay. about this yep. about about things I could never make sense of. Cause right? Sometimes there's just oh, the heart of man is deep waters, right? Right. Um, anyway, but I have learned that what I what God has been teaching me is that. I do not need to fear other people. Um, I need to be willing to, in truth, or, I mean, in love, say the things that are true mm -hmm. and um, not shy away in fear because I'm afraid of the confrontation. I can lovingly speak truth and, and let the dust fly up in the air and circle right. around and, and God is still going to be there to... Right. He, he still wants me to stand for truth instead of cower and hide. Does that make sense? Right, because that's it's hard to talk comfort over courage, right? Yes. And so I um, 
you know, have been choosing comfort and, you know, I think there's fear and also just wanting to shelter people from maybe themselves or from the truth. Um, You know, families are, are complicated. Absolutely. Well, and that's that's where you need to use discernment of when and the time and like, you know, that's where, yes, you're not just going to go in guns blazing, like. Exactly. And, and, but there are often times where we have we're not using any of anything. We're not even using our um, defensive weapons. Yeah. We're just, we're, we have quit that fight and, and we're not going there because it's safer. Yeah. And I don't know. I think sometimes through prayer and um, maybe just seeking wisdom from people in your community. Yeah. We need to know when it's time to speak up and to stand. And, and this story here, like it, of Eli and Samuel and the sons, like it's a, it's a good reminder that yeah. um, we can call out truth. We need to always be calling people around us to truth, and we can we have to find a way to do it in love. We can't just yeah. keep our mouth shut. Sorry, right? Because that, that's not loving. It's not, and it, it ends to uh, it. It leads to deeper waters, darker places. We have to continually bring the light, people. Right. And so, but you won't know the the right time to do it if you're not. Um, seeking God's face and listening to the Holy Spirit, you know, like that's yes. where, like, yeah, we can do those things, and there's freedom, and there's no stress, and there's not that there's no stress. No one likes confrontation, but there's a freedom when you know, like, ah, this is the time. This is the time to say something, you know, and to say it with love. Right. And, and, and what what I've realized is that my silence over years has um, made a way for lies to be. Um, woven and yeah. darkness to take root if I would have been calling the light out the whole time and never letting it get to this point uh, I don't think it would have gotten as ugly as it has so I, I have to stand in the gap and claim responsibility for over the long haul not um, right you know, but and, but again, God's restoring, right? He and is, He's redeeming, right. and yes. He can take that and still make right. something because you're still willing. Your heart is still right. Yes. Yeah. So, but I'm just I, I'm speaking to all of y'all yeah. out there who you know if you if you in and here <laughs> out yeah, there and in here <laughs> all of us like because I'm right here. We need to I know be willing to shine the light even around the people that um, we might be afraid of. And that we can't make sense to, uh, we got to leave that in God's hands yeah. to make all the sense. Amen. And we just have to um, be obedient in that. Yeah. So anyway, there is a mixed up story of details I can't share, but I, <laughs> I hope that makes sense to everyone. <laughs> Everybody pray for Danette <laughs> and me while you're at it. Yeah. Well, hey. Pray for us. We're praying for you. And just know that whatever you're facing today, that there's not a person out there that you're not alone. And that's the other thing is that Satan... Like mm-hmm. he wants to make you feel like you're the only one that struggles with these things, like either being, you know, too quiet or too loud or mm-hmm. not enough or, you know, yeah. not well spoken or, you know, all the things that you're like, no, no. Yeah. You know, he wants to isolate you like that. And that's mm-hmm. where you need to know that it's a lie. And there are other people out there. We're praying for you. Right. And yep. Let's, um, let's do the hard things. Amen. So, um, we're going to be continuing to talk about King Saul and it's going to be like a few, a few, maybe a little series, a little series here. because we, we seem to get caught up on, Oh my gosh, little things. And I can't let go. Like but I haven't been able to move past like, okay, D I was really truth. wanting to get into it all, but I couldn't get past Eli. 
I bet it's truth. Truth is out there. Yeah. Like may, may God use it in my life, your life, and Amen. everyone else who hears this mumbo jumbo. So listen, so. spring break, guys, go crack open your Bibles. It's in the Old Testament, the book of Samuel. <laughs> if you've never read the book of Samuel, um, get the, if you don't have a Bible, get an NLT Bible. It's New Living Translation. It's way easier to read. It's very... Um, relevant unless you're like me and you will not give up your niv from 1984 if you have a bible (laughs) whatever it is read it but i'm saying if you don't have a bible and you've never read one go pick up an nlt just because it'll make more sense to you and go read the book of samuel like it's a beautiful story of god's provision and love and justice so Mm. have a great day